What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I'm your host. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about tops and what I think they could be doing in the future or based off of sort of what they've been doing and how I think tops. I've talked about this in previous videos and stuff like that, but how I think tops is probably in a little bit of a better spot than Panini when it comes to trying to get uh, trying to get more people into cards into like their brand of cards uh that are not just maybe sports related but like they have been bringing in you know different people to work with the brand but so first i think well actually so here's what i want to talk about, talk about first at least with top so they announced the the news the other day that came out was that they announced that they're renewing the uefa license for until 2024 so that means we're probably that means we're going to be getting tops Chrome Champions League soccer for the next few years. That means we're going to get tops finest Champions League for the next few years. We're going to continue to get the tops now cards, the tops living cards, and I just wonder what down the road happens with that license because I look at soccer, and I mean with these licenses, I almost wonder what the benefit is for the leagues like i guess it, it you know it obviously you know the leagues it's a business so they care about the revenue that they're going to be generating from uh being paid to have or paying to have these exclusive licenses from the from the sports card companies but like other than that like i just wonder if there's more of a benefit for any of these companies to to have the exclusive deals, like even obviously baseball, football, basketball, kind of locked up at this point. I don't think there's really, I don't, I don't see much changing in terms of what we already have heard over, um, at least from a licensing standpoint. But like with soccer, like I wonder if UEFA or like any type of the any of the soccer leagues look at that licensing opportunity and look at it as an opportunity to grow the game within the United States because I think for soccer I guess it really just depends on what they want to do overall as a sport which which I mean UEFA and then all of the other leagues I think everybody is fairly independent when it comes to how they want to grow their kind of league or their um you know, the Champions League is a whole different type of thing, but, like, each league specifically. But, like, if they want to grow in the United States, I really think that cards is going to be a way that that happens probably a little bit more than any of the other ways I can really think of. Like, because I just, I just, I think of different reasons why more fans would become, or why more sports fans would become soccer fans. And, I, I definitely see, like, you know, um, Paramount Plus, they have, like, they're doing more of the, the USA stuff on their channels, and they're doing also more Champions League, and then you also have, like, Bleach Report and ESPN, so, like, those are, those are that's probably the other reason why I would see soccer continuing to become, continuing to grow, at least within the United States, but I think that those moves are less of that they're going to grow, and more of just to more of that there is an audience for that sport right now because I can't imagine that those leagues were inexpensive like when it comes to um, how many people want to watch those games that aren't just in the United States or in that country because if 
anybody from like Argentina or anybody from Brazil or anyone from maybe Europe, any of those players, if they're playing in you know La Liga or they're playing in uh, Syria in in Italy or if they're playing or I think Syria is in it. Yeah, Syria is Italy. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Juventus. So like, if any of their national team. If there, any of their national team players are playing for these leagues, that's where you know I think fandom is going to kind of jump around. They're obviously fans of, and this may be an American viewpoint of it. I'm not 100 percent sure if maybe maybe people outside the United States may not feel this way, but like I'm interested in watching these other leagues because of the Americans that are playing for these teams. So like I'm I don't know if that's the same way it is everywhere, but I think that that's one way that we could be seeing. Uh, growth from other countries, kind of, and that's why maybe ESPN and these 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 companies are getting more of the TV deals and the licenses. But like I said, with soccer and cards, I think that's one way within the United States that we're going to continue to see the soccer the, or the the sport grow. I mean, also, obviously, I think you have to look at like the United States being good at soccer. Like, I think that's one of the. I would say that's one of the main reasons why people don't follow it as much as maybe. We follow other sports, like, and it's not necessarily like whether we're following soccer versus basketball, but I'm talking like just soccer in general. Uh, the reason we may not follow it is because we may not, we don't really have a national team. Like, we have no, no national team, I guess. To or we didn't until like now. I think the national team is much better, but I think we didn't really have a national team that was able to compete and had all these players in all of these top leagues throughout the throughout Europe and throughout the world. Um, so I think that was a little bit tougher, honestly, for, you know, some American fans to get interested in the game. So I think, you know, cards and tops having this license, I think it's a big deal. I do think, I, I guess I wish that it maybe had been a little bit longer of a, um, of a licensing deal, but at the same time you look at it and say, well, t- if... UEFA is looking at what what Fanatics is doing. Maybe they're looking at it and saying, "Well, we're just going to wait and see like what happens once Fanatics starts rolling out cards." And that's why they did it till twenty twenty four. You know, we'll see what happens after that. If 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 you know, maybe they just resign with Tops. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they move over to Fanatics. Who who really knows? But I think what Tops has done at this point is I think they have tried to grow. They've tried to take fans of other things and make them into sports card fans with sort of what they have done um, in in like adjacent industries. So like with music, like they have this Lil Wayne set coming out. They also have like a couple of Steve Aoki sets that have come out. And I think sort of what you're seeing in music with what Topps is doing and getting some of these artists is I think that that could be, I, I don't know, I think music could be a very interesting avenue for tops to try and explore with some of these maybe print on demand sets or if they wanted to start coming out with like a music I don't know some sort of music set every year that had like I don't know I mean I, I really think if they I just think the the rookie card aspect of different you know artists or different people I think is actually extremely underrated in the grand scheme of things because when you look at what people are collecting just in general, like people want to collect the first of something or they want to collect the oldest of something because that just is sort of, um, it's like a status symbol in a way. And it's just, the collecting is just, that's sort of what it's been. Like that's why you're seeing uh, Christie's, the auction house 
is auctioning off the first set of NFTs that were ever minted on the Ethereum blockchain, I believe it was. They're the Curio cards. I forget the exact name of them. I think that's how I think that's how it's pronounced. But so like if you know, and I don't even think it's I don't even think it has to be as binary as like a Bowman set where it's like you have you know the 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 double XL freshman list or like you look at something like that where maybe tops comes out maybe even i don't know cuz i don't I, like i really only know like the double XL freshman list for hip hop like i don't know if there are other music genres that have a similar like a similar thing like that so like I think it'd be interesting. I mean, maybe tops. You know, I don't think I don't know if they would do this necessarily because they, if they're doing music, they probably want to try and broaden the spectrum. But if they wanted to partner with Double XL, which is a hip hop magazine that essentially comes out every year with the top, you know, freshman. Which freshman is it's sort of it's almost how tops interprets like what a rookie is. Like there are people who have been in there longer, people who've been in there shorter. But I think that would be kind of a cool. A cool thing for Tops to do, because like they said, they had the little Wayne set coming out, which is a, it's a 10-year anniversary of the Carter Four, which, so 10 years ago, so that was 2000, so I was like a senior in high school, probably almost a fresh, probably a freshman in college when that Carter Four came out. I sort of wish they had chose a different different album. Realistically, for I bet you it, was, it had to have been Lil Wayne that picked the album for some reason. Like I don't know, I don't know why they wouldn't just do like the Carter Two or the Carter One or, or I mean, or even Carter Three. Like I feel like the Carter Four wasn't necessarily the best album of that you know of that set of albums that he came out with like the Carter albums like I, I don't know and that, that's just my that's my musical opinion I thought I thought the Carter three was my favorite because it came out sort of in a time where I was sort of getting into graphic design a little bit and I've noticed that a lot of my music tastes are kind of based off of that where the the music the hip-hop music that I really like from when I was younger is is a lot of it is based off the fact that like when I was starting out graphic design that was just some of the music that I listened to but I think like that you know and I don't know what the set is exactly going to look like I think they've came out with a couple of the cards but like I think it would be cool like if like they or even if they wanted to do this with these albums like if if they partnered with I don't know like some other artists and the artists had features on their album and like then the the you know you have Maybe you even design a card specifically for each song or something along those lines for for the album, and then you have maybe a feature gets its own card or something like that. I mean, I'm just kind of brainstorming here and thinking about what they can do for the future because I think they're going to have to really think outside the box for the most part because I just don't know. It's just it's not going to be as easy, in my opinion, to continue to come out with kind of the same sort of sets especially with kind of how the landscape of cards has changed so significantly and I also think that what they've done and this is something that I've even talked about before the before the fanatics news came out was the tops tops project 2020 and in the project 70 sets they are collaborating with artists outside of sports cards and obviously they're making sports cards. Uh, sports card cards. I don't. I don't know if you, you know. You you understand what I'm saying here. But so like they could at this point now that they've built these relationships for the past two years with these artists. Like 
I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that now they could bring in these artists to do cards for different um, different entities. Like, you know, I don't think it'd be out of the realm of possibility if we see like a Star Wars Project Twenty set or like a um, you know, I think they could do. I think soccer would be a realistic one that they could do in the next few years if if next year maybe. Um, I think next year they, is the last year, if I'm not mistaken, of the one of the one of the licenses. I forget exactly what it is, but one of the licenses for tops at least is is looking at next year being the next like the one of the last years. So it's like I wonder what they're going to try and do with these artists. Like, are they going to are they going to build more sports with the artists? Are they going to try and get more music stuff in? Are they going to have like the artists do their own? do their own type of car. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it would be really interesting to see, like, different artists, their take on, I don't know, any any of the random licenses they have, or even just come up with their own projects where they are designing sports card projects with whatever their branding or whatever they want to come out with. And I think that's what we're what we're going to see moving forward like with the and and this is what I'm talking about with why I think Tops has positioned themselves a little bit better than Panini because Tops has positioned themselves with artists and with fan bases that aren't exactly maybe they're not into sports cards but they're into the art that these these people create so when you do that, what you end up, what you do, kind of in the long run, is that you create a a piece of art that you know. For most artists, you're not going to be able to find a good piece of art that they create for twenty, thirty bucks. Like, but you can buy one of these cards or a couple of the cards uh, from from Tops or through these artists for that price, and it's one of really the only opportunities that you have to buy these cards. Uh, and I think actually one of the other sets that recently came out that I thought was very interesting that I wanted to talk about that there's still more information coming out, so I may talk about this more in the future, is that there's a 30 for 30 that ESPN is doing with the 86 Mets, I believe. And, I mean, it's one of, it's 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 sort of the culmination of one of the concepts I've talked about in the past, is like, what these sports, um, these sports documentaries how are these going to affect we saw obviously we saw with the last dance which i think i think the last dance was one of the main reasons why we saw such a huge spike in jordan prices and you know even adjacent players throughout uh through that were kind of uh, related to jordan or related to that era of basketball we kind of saw some similar stuff and i think the the documentary uh narrative i don't think is going to be as good if you're trying to make money, at least, because that's sort of what I thought. But then, eventually, what ended up happening with with um, that thirty with the Last Dance documentary is like that was the narrative everyone used. And once once sort of that becomes the narrative, once everybody is coming in and they're using the same narrative, that's when the concept sort of loses a little bit of its of its uh, luster, in my opinion. Like I think the like because I was looking at it and I was looking at random. Oh, excuse me. Player documentaries like um, uh, Brian Bosworth, or you know, I mean, Bo Jackson kind of doesn't really apply here. But like, there's other random documentaries that ESPN has come out with. The Ricky Williams one I thought was kind of a big deal. 
or I thought that was one that could affect cards, and it hasn't really. But like now we're seeing Tops and ESPN partner. So I wonder, like this exclusive license. I wonder. One thing that I've been thinking about actually too is like I wonder if this means all sets. Like if this means if this means Tops can come out with like these like this type of set specifically. I think, and I'm wondering if this type of set maybe applies in the future. Like does. Does the exclusive license also apply to, like, if Topps wants to partner with, like, an ESPN and they want to come out with a set of cards based off a documentary, like, are they going to be able to use the logos in, like, an old set? Or is it only for... Is it only going to be for new cards that are coming out? So I'm... You know, off the top of my head, I'm probably... I'm pretty sure that it is going to be... Uh, all the logos and all the players, but like at the same time, like I think it would be cool if if Tops continued to partner with ESPN and come out with more of these, you know, documentary sets. Which I don't know if they will. Like this is one of the first ones that I've seen, so I don't know. Maybe they do come out with the with more of that type of product over the next few years, like with some more other thirty thirties that are coming out. We'll see. Or if Tops partners with, you know, I don't know Netflix or like, and I think this is where my intrigue gets drawn into is like what is the possibility for tops like what are the partnerships that they can do over the next few years that are going to last them and that are going to be kind of the important stuff that they are able to hold on to maybe even after the fanatics deal and if nothing happens with them like what are they going to do like how is all of this going to affect the card industry or how is it going to affect tops in general but i think like i said i wanted to talk about this tops concept and talk about it a little bit more because i think it's very interesting that they have they i don't know if they indirect see and this is one of the things it's almost it almost makes me think that they knew that something was coming down the pipeline because they they made these uh, relationships with these artists and with all of these like other sports entities that i feel like panini really hasn't done anything anything like that so it really just makes me wonder like how much Tops actually knew and it makes me wonder like what Tops has kind of planned for the future when it comes to these types of partnerships because I think they've done a great job and I think this is one of the things that I hope they continue to do is like partner with artists and get other get other people into cards and get other artists to make cards and get their fan bases in. I think it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, but that's basically that's pretty much all I've got for this episode. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Make sure you go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We just posted a couple of YouTube videos. We posted one. We're gonna. Do, I think we're going to plan to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, for the time being at least. So make sure if you are interested, make sure you go check out those YouTube videos. Thank you all for listening. I will see you in the next one.